Okay. Welcome. Gilly. <laughs> and just like that, and just like that, we're back. We are back. It has been so long. Yes. I mean, literally, it has been an entire season, a season of weather since mm-hmm. we've recorded. Yes. Uh, we, yeah. Sarah and I have been super busy, but we also knew and just like that was coming back. And so we didn't want to um, go through. Se- we want to savor season five and season six, um, you know, and take a break for take a break and then doing just like that and then pick up where we left off because I don't want to end on an in just like that as, as our podcast I, career. I, I, we, we can't. And, and the thing is, is that people, it's funny, people were were wondering where we were. They were excited. Were like, they? when are you going to record? When are you going to record? They, multiple Actually, people, I right. think four, I had, four people I had asked me. <laughs> I had two people ask me. But So this is exciting. We're back. Um, I think the last time we recorded was before I was going to Japan. Mm, and really? Oh my gosh, maybe. So, yeah, wow. Uh, yeah, I think even so longer like, than that. I I do believe spring had not sprung yet. And like I was still in my winter depression. I had a great <laughs> spring. I'm out of it. Just like, like that. Weather is amazing. And just like that, there I was. <laughs> just like how the seasons change inexplicably on Sex and the City. Um, so yeah, now it is officially summer, June 21st. New York City's gone through a lot. We had the smoke. Yes. We had the the, the Canadian fires. Mm. Um, and I, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think what's new with me. What's going on with yeah. you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, like, okay. What's new with right. me? You know, I am just out here. <laughs> <laughs> I am in Los Angeles, um, and I, um, yeah, I've just been working, keeping up with hobbies. Um, I started doing an artificial intelligence voiceover project. What? I know. She's the voice of chat. <laughs> it's like, but it's like not even that. I had to do a character. So it's a, a Valley Girl character. And so I've recorded like probably four hours worth. Uh, or maybe more of just talking like a valley girl and I had to maintain oh some vocal fry so <laughs> when I was editing it like you could hear me just crying <laughs> I was like oh, I can't do this anymore <laughs> so um aside from that yeah well, that way of speaking is painful it is it is and it's all up talk so it's like what are you watching that recap Ooh. made me laugh it was just like talking like Ooh. that, even though there are actually podcasters that do talk like that. So like I was at a wedding last weekend that was really fun, but I, you know, you're meeting new people and I was recording simultaneously, like right before going to the, you know, the different welcome parties. And I had to like make sure I wasn't talking like that because like the muscle memory was like, da, 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 you know? I, I was gonna say like what an amazing like skit a voice actor who like can't get out like, of character can't break out it's like and a black mirror it is a black mirror <laughs> episode speaking of did you watch the most recent season I have not to be honest okay I the way I feel about black mirror right now in my life is the way I feel about watching the news or reading the news which is is it it's mm. just too real and makes me depressed 
I think you would feel very differently about this scene. Interesting. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, it's more commentary on like almost like human, like like this the deadly sins or something. Like like it, it's it's less about the demise of technology and like the impact it has on humanity. Mm. Maybe one of the episodes, but like I, it didn't have the same urgency and like fear mongering that the other episodes do the other episodes like kind of like scared oh yeah i felt frightened after i watched them this there was like horror there was gore okay it it was more playful okay this 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 um season maybe people i like that they switched it up that's something yeah so but I, i watched that and then um i mean you're such a culture tv gal and gilly sent me the funniest text the other day about what? some she she really likes watching like weird documentaries like as we all do right like there's a lot i was gonna bring this and, up actually yeah and if anybody has been onto max not hbo max just max terrible rebrand the amount of documentaries and like stocu series that are on max is wild yeah, speaking of technology we've demise. got jared <laughs> yeah right yeah the technology demise is in the max i did rebrand. watch that so jared we've got documentary. the documentary I didn't see that one. Did you see the the, the sorority one? Bama. I did or not Rush? watch Bama Rush for the same. Which is after a long day of unwinding. You know, after work unwinding. <laughs> after a long day of unwinding, <laughs> <laughs> it took me hours to unwind. <laughs> no, after a long day of working and life routine, I just want to unwind. And the idea of watching a bunch of like fake bakes bleach blonde girls screaming i just was like i don't think that's i think it's too much stimulation you're like i i, I need a, a pedophile subway uh, <laughs> representative i would like to watch the the monster jared from subway i know so like some of this you you love getting into those i know those well the thing is like i told like i've been trying to like wean myself off of watching true crimey stuff and listening to mm. it. I've been listening to a lot more comedy podcasts and like just listening to a lot more comics talking and I don't know. I just find that more like, I don't know, human and playful. But I've been, I I did hear on two different podcasts and a friend be like, you gotta watch this. And I was like, fuck, I'll mm. watch The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. Fuck it. Like, I know it's there. And oh, what, okay, can, can you, you just, what did I text you and <laughs> I don't well I don't think it's I, I think it's one of those things where like I, I don't think I can say what I can joking say about so I'll say it I watched like hours of this documentary it's like I shoot a text to Sarah she's like what is this show about and I'm like it's about like an orphan dwarf slash child but like might be an adult and might not be a child it's one of those tricky situations. <laughs> you're like, you're, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't want to step on any toes. It's kind here, of gray. <laughs> it is unclear. It is curious. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. This has happened. So I could not tell. I said a million dollars. I couldn't tell you that person's age. <laughs> Did you watch? I Did tell you, you watch it? Child or small adult? I don't know. No, I didn't watch it. I don't. I didn't it have is, the time. I have I, to say, it's the most. It's one of the most disturbing documentaries I've ever seen. I haven't finished it because oh, because it. I was like I was like waking up, being like, "What did I watch last night?" 
it's oh gilly this gets me into something though and like i I mean this will will we'll get to in just like that in a second but like our Mm. our society's obsession with what i we all call trauma porn Mm. is very fascinating i think the true crime can Mm. kind of lie in there i'm reading a book right now um a little life which is an amazing book Mm. i mean it's like an award-winning book Mm. oh yeah and and heather was heard that's right like a rough book to read yeah and a bunch of friends and I was like I need like an emotional support group from reading this book it's just like every page I'm like whoa 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 this is a lot going on and yet I am totally engrossed and I can't stop reading it on my lunch break I'm reading it and so I I don't know there's something about like bad things happening Mm -hmm. that we we like reading about or or witnessing I I think you and me I I don't want to say collectively as a (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> as a society just so willy-nilly just willy-nilly just yeah, grouping right? us all together no i think that there are we're s- all fucked up there's some people like you and me who like i think like knowing how i personally like want to know mm-hmm. how dark a, a, like something could be because it's yes it's, yes i don't know it's almost like a protective thing it's almost like a like I don't. Do you think it's an OCD thing? It might be. I don't. I don't want to live in a vacuum of like a white picket fence, thinking everything is just perfect, and I, I'm, I'm avoidant. Like I want to know like fucked up shit, because like I, 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 I want to be I, alert. I, yes. <laughs> I know, but this is where I believe that I have to be so hyper vigilant that bad things don't happen. I know because I feel a hyper responsibility for mine other safety. Yeah, and my my therapist always says like Sarah, just because it's possible doesn't mean it's probable, you know. And I'm That's like, good just like I'm saying, yeah, I know. It's because like I'll like constantly if someone tells me they're like on a boat, I'm like, don't dive in head first. <laughs> You know, or like anything that they're near water. I'm like, you don't want a spinal cord injury. So like I have like a deep kind of like like meditation on like death and accidents. That's how we and were so I raised think, like, though. Because yeah. my dad is afraid. Don't go to a second location. Yeah, you know? My dad is afraid of like a spontaneous fire combusting out of nothing. <laughs> God, me too. Like I know I had him so over sick. at my apartment like in the spring and I was like I can't light these can't these scented candles he's going to lose his fucking mind in here. <laughs> I'm going to put the battery operated I, ones on. Right. <laughs> I mean, I grew up where my parents were like, like, you know, bonfires were so big in Michigan. And my yeah. dad's like, is it an open flame? Is it an open pit? <laughs> and it's kind of like, like, the, <laughs> like, like, so I just like have this like hyper concern about yeah. like, oh my God, like someone's going to fall face first into fire. And then because Dakota's like Sarah, like this is really fucked up that you're constantly thinking mm. about like car accidents oh, and all this yeah. stuff. And then the other day I was on the phone with my mom and I was going into the Lincoln Tunnel coming home from work and the call dropped. Like whatever, it's bad service. <laughs> I couldn't get a hold of her and I get this text and then she's like, Welp, I'm terrified. I assumed you got T-boned by a car and are absolutely dead. And I'm like, so I've like inherited. I think we inherit also, our maybe parents, we sh- like neuroses. Totally. Maybe we shouldn't be taking calls in the car. I do it. But like maybe instead of being super paranoid about something bad happening, we should just like not do the bad shit that would probably cause something <laughs> bad to happen. 
I know, but I'm always, I was at the tunnel when we were going five miles per hour, like the perfect time to call. I'm not like speeding down that way. I was like, mom, like that's, I don't know how I would have gotten hurt like that. But yeah, my mom was always like in college. Yeah. She's like, I thought you were dead in a ditch. Like, I just didn't answer a text. But also know. like speaking of um, trauma porn or just like hyper, oh, hyper visceral what? media, um, The Idol on Max. <gasps> Woo-wee. Which is like... That's another podcast. Oh, my God. I, I mean... I know. I, I was telling you the other day, like, a pod... This comedian I listened to described it as, like... like it is a rotten show. <laughs> so, it is rotten. It is. it is. And you were like, it's repugnant. <laughs> it's repugnant. It is... Um, I... It's interesting because Dakota and I watched the first episode of The Idol mm. and we were like, we would never let um, a teen watch this. Never, and he said ever. he wouldn't let anyone, he wouldn't even let an 18-year-old watch it. <laughs> I was like, that's a little old. No, I kind of agree yeah. though. Like, I feel like it's a 23 and up show. 23 and me. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like you, yeah. It is, I, I, I heard, know. I heard that like Rotten Tomatoes or some site like voted it like the worst sex scene in all of like TV and cinema. Like it is just, it is so, and it's so camp. And I mean, Lily Rose Depp is the only reason why I'm watching because she's so good. Lily Rose Depp is absolutely incredible. And I really hope that this launches her and it doesn't define her kind of like, who is that girl in Showgirls? Oh, uh, Elizabeth Berkley or... Rebecca, Rebecca Black. Black. Friday, Friday. Yeah. Friday. Well, she kind of, she's got some bangers. Yeah. Oh, does she? Okay. <laughs> well, there's only well, one. We, di- we digress. <laughs> that's a good song. <laughs> we. Di- <laughs> so, but no. Speaking of, like, I mean, yeah, the the, the sex is what makes the show really hostile the, the idol in which hostile. you feel kind of like a, like you feel almost like you've been like a, a victim of watching this like this this like kind of like dirty sex and I and I'm not talking about like kinky BDSM consensual sex it's like fucked up weird power dynamic sex and I, I mean, I don't know. Is this the right segue into talking about the, the sex we've seen in Just Like That? Yeah. I mean, I have to say that I died at the cold opening of In Just Like That season two with the these very aggressive sex scenes of every character except Nyla, I guess, in the show. Naya or Nyla? Naya. Yeah, except Naya in the show. Like, just just get into it. <laughs> okay, guys. We we have started and just like that. And I know we didn't start this episode talking necessarily about and just like that because I think that to 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 talk about this show <laughs> is really complicated because Gilly, as I was sitting watching it, I said to myself, I do not like this. <laughs> I do not like this, yet I am being held hostage to this as a devoted fan of the Sex and City series and a host of a podcast called The Miranda's. Like I, I have to watch this, but I'm not liking it. And I, the, the intro for the f- season two, episode one, was was interesting. And maybe they got feedback that there like wasn't enough sex in the last season? I, 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 I mean, I think they got a lot of feedback about everything. And it shows you it, there are so many weird self-referential like breaking of the fourth wall. Like even at one point, like Carrie in episode two is like, you know, I tried to save sex in the city and I'm not sure it's me anymore. Or like I tried to fight for it, you know, i.e. 
for Colin becoming a podcast. And like, I like I think that was kind of a like, you know. Yes. Right, yeah. There was also a reference <clears throat> in the episode two. Like it's like trying to like like do a nineteen nineties, nineteen ninety-nine hit run, like rerun or something. She makes some yeah. reference to like yeah. a hit show in the nineties. So all right, before we get into yes. this, because there's a lot to get into, I'm going to give just a quick recap of episodes one and two. two. together. We're going to lump this all together. Yep. They they released them. I was shocked when I saw that they're 45 minutes each. Like, Gilly, when I were supposed to record, she's like, fuck, I didn't realize this was Yeah, I mean, like, the fucking nerve, to be honest. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they had a hit show with 27 minute long episodes. And and now this show like, is about yeah. nothing. The recap made me laugh from last season because there was it, nothing happened. I I, I, and it, that is exactly it. So I'm going to do my best on the spot. This is a cold recap mm-hmm. of episode one and two. OK, so I there's so many characters now that I've got to kind of like keep them in order. I know I pulled Carrie, up a link of all the character names because. I don't know All why. Right. So, so if many I forget characters. me, just just hit me with someone I forget. Okay. All right. Carrie is still sleeping with the um, producer of her podcast in episode one. They are kind of exploring this casual nature of their relationship. He's just like a Thursday guy, but and he maybe potentially wants more, but she just wants to keep it casual. This then leads into episode two with Carrie, where they're really struggling to kind of do an ad Mm. they're truly just struggling to write a vaginal odor suppository (laughs) ad and that is like the demise of their relationship okay the podcast shuts down at the end of episode two carrie and the producer go separate ways i love that they had to end the relationship by canceling her podcast like that's how inept carrie is it like ending yeah. a relationship yeah all right um we have charlotte who is still kind of in the throes of motherhood and dealing with her um two children and dealing with her husband and just kind of all over the place so and dumb. i think i put it that like charlotte is stuck so carrie is uncertain or what did i say carrie i'm trying to like find like like a good word to sum up what carrie's going through in charlotte and i think carrie's transition is like Carrie's transitional. Charlotte is kind of stuck. Miranda currently is in LA with Che and trying to just like figure out their relationship. So I think maybe Miranda is kind of not necessarily confused. She's in in love. I I don't know. Or yeah, I would say Miranda's kind of lost. I think she's lost in kind of trying to find herself and figuring out who she is in this new space Mm. with this new person and oh my god I was about to say Samantha but she's not there yeah okay um Seema is chaotic who fucking I mean, she's cares she's just kind of all over the place I don't, I don't care, care about, about Seema um Naya is also lost are they all lost I, th- I mean I think that's how TV goes right but like yeah yeah, I mean, I guess. Okay, so again, look how hard this summary is for me. All right, and then who's the other character? LJW is on top of her shit, LTW, clearly yeah. a breakdown. L- is She's going to come for a breakdown. She's doing the most, trying the best to keep shit together, and I do believe things are going to fall apart for her. Yeah. She's trying to be it all. Yeah. I, and can she be? Yeah. Is that all the characters? And then there's Anthony. But like we never actually did like. Su- that's the thing. We never did summaries of Anthony's plot. Anthony's just like being toyed around with these women. Yeah. And, and also. He's an accessory. FYI. Continues to be. FYI. We do have a lot of 
listeners who I mean we have a lot of listeners okay um (laughs) we have a lot of listeners who are not watching and just like that um and we've been told and that they are going to be listening to (laughs) to our podcast instead so um just FYI Aiden Shaw has not made an appearance yet and Steve Brady has also not made an appearance yet um and neither has um Brady I know you guys were pressed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Thank you for letting them know that those characters have not been um, mentioned. Nor has Samantha Jones. Not even mm. mentioned. No, she was Ooh, mentioned. She was mentioned once. She was mentioned once. And this is where I think we should first... I, I don't know if we need to get into plot because mm. I think the plot there's, is just there, There's no plot. Yeah. I mean, that's... So I, I think... Okay, I want to start off because we're going to be... I mean, I don't know how many episodes are going to be. Maybe nine, ten. Gilly, I don't want to be a hater, but it's very difficult to not heavily critique this show in a, in a negative light. I'm really, I, I was looking for the positives. I was looking for things that made me laugh, which there were. There were some sweet moments. There were some funny there one-liners. There were some funny one-liners, some, yeah. But I, I, I did chuckle. I yeah. don't, I do not feel responsible to find positivity in this show. I'm sorry. Like, I don't. And then. I don't. And this is, okay, and Gilly Thank you for saying that because this leads me into my first observation. Okay. I watched the trailer at the end of season two for the next season, and I came up with two For season words. three? Tox. No, for, sorry, for the, um, the rest of the season two. Okay, okay. You know okay. how they do like a, on this season, I'm just like that. Yeah. The two words I came up with were, were toxic positivity. Oh, gross. I hate it. No, I mean, I like okay. that, but like, yeah, I can see which, it. Which... Leads me into, first observation, we've got toxic positivity where everything is some lesson that has to be tied with a little fucking nice bow. And every character has to like have some, you know, like moral, Mm -hmm. like high, you know, whatever, understanding of themselves. And what I've realized is this. Sex in the City was HBO. Mm-hmm. And Just Like That is Max. Mm-hmm. And and Just Like That on Max is mm-hmm. the equivalent to an ABC or Netflix oh. sitcom. We are watching a entirely different category mm. of TV now. The way it's filmed, mm. the music, the style, mm-hmm. the, the the whatever it is, the, the the pace of the show is it's as if it's like a, a sitcom or or not a sitcom with a laugh track, but I don't know what the equivalent is, mm. like a, a funny rom well, com like, drama getting, on like Netflix. It's getting getting very like Full House after school special to me. I wrote yes, I wrote that like this show is getting super didactic in that same way where it's like trying to teach you about things. It's which actually leads me to the categories that we have created for the show. We've got some new chimes. We got we got some new chimes. So we <laughs> okay. So what are the new chimes? All right, let's do it. Okay. So number one, speaking of being super like educational, gratuitous woke moments, and this is when mm. the show is trying to be super, whether it's politically correct or trying to be again didactic and trying to like wrap everything in a bow. And be like be some sort of lesson. It uh, that so that's mm-hmm. our first category. Second category is the tweet. Do you want to read the tweet? <laughs> oh my gosh! Okay, <laughs> this was sent to us by Heather um, a while ago, months and months ago, and this was after the season two trailer was released. Mm. And B A Parker on Twitter a at a park us farce said, I still can't get over each main character getting their own emotional support woman of color. Yeah. 
Let that. <laughs> I think that that absolutely sums it up. That like each character has a woman of color as their like support woman of color, or as Roxanne Gay. What what is Roxanne Gay's term for it? Which is like a magical Ooh. black character, where you Ooh, know in, I in know film and is. TV, that's just the, I'll have to look that there up. to be like the cheerleader and to be you know the shoulder to cry on, like. Yeah. Um, or the comic relief or whatever. Um, so we're having our second our second category is every time, um, just at any moment, like, and there's like an emotional support woman of color. Um, Which is throughout the, the thing. <laughs> yeah. Now. I mean, it, it's absolutely crazy. The next category is excessive tone deaf wealth a la Ocean Gate. <laughs> <laughs> Rest in and it's a lot through this. I, I know. I'm I know, like, I'm like sorry. Really? <laughs> I, I know. I mean, oh god, I mean, we get we can get into the Ocean Gate thing. I mean, um, yeah. Okay, so we're talking like uh, like un untethered wealth and like yes. unchecked. Yes. Uh, okay. Product placements. There's a lot of product placements. There's a lot of weird pointed moments of like name branding, which I don't, I can't mm-hmm. figure out why. Um, and then we have cringe-worthy sex scenes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, we've got a lot. We've got, and we have um, Carrie's podcast they're... advice, good or bad, because you know, well, it's, that it's, one's gonna it's, last it's, not too it's long. Collapsed, it's so... it's kind of done after. <laughs> <laughs> how, how about, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> well, that's done. So let me erase that one. Um, well, okay. Let, I think we should get. Let's just get rolling. Obviously, we're gonna cover good okay, fashion. We've got to get into it. Classic Carrie Tracker moments. I know. But should we talk about <sighs> cringeworthy sex scenes? I think we should. And what I wanted to talk about first, and I, I, I feel in this climate, in this day and age, in the society <laughs> we live in, I, I, I think there's a good thing about being very careful with what you say, uh-huh. but I think it's also a bad thing because I think it silences people and it, we don't allow actual natural conversations to happen because people or are curiosity, so afraid of saying the wrong thing. Inquisitive, curiosity. So. Um, we, you know, Gilly and I are both like hetero white cis women. I don't know how the, I don't know how you're supposed to say that in the right <laughs> order, but whatever. So I understand that like, I am not part, I am not part of the LGBTQ group. I would consider myself an ally. So like, I don't know exactly how to say it without trying to be like, I'm an ally, but like, mm-hmm. I, I'm not trying to, the reason I'm prefacing all of this is that the sex between Che and Miranda did make me feel uncomfortable. And I wanted to kind of analyze, did it make me feel uncomfortable because it was like not sex that was portrayed in like a sexy light or it was because it was between Che and Miranda. And I don't think it's because it's between Che and Miranda. I really don't or, think that is Or it. the other option, which is like we're watching normal bodies have sex. And that is also something that Ooh. crossed my mind. Which is like, okay, we're so this is true. used to, especially with HBO, we are so used to, you know, a, a very cookie cutter type of body type and watching those body types in sex scenes. To, okay, Gilly, especially I of women, brought that of up. women, really. 
Do you remember watching the first season of Girls and seeing Lena Dunham's body and people had almost the same repulsion? Yes, I wrote that down. Gosh, we are on the same page. I wrote wrote down Girls. I also wrote down The Idol, but that's like, that's something else really. But like with Girls, yeah, there were people, I mean, yeah, I, I do think that there is a layer of, for Lena, I know there's like a lot of Lena Dunham haters out there. I'm I'm probably like there sometimes, but I think a lot of it comes out of like feeling like they didn't they like it's just describing her sex scenes, like especially with her character as gross. And I just that that just feels really like unfair. Yeah, and I, but it, it, you're right. I like that you, and it's also we're looking at like older bodies, yes, exactly. right? And a lot of the times we 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 see sex as something for like younger people, mm-hmm. right? And I remember seeing some movie years and years ago, and it was a sex scene between two people in their probably seventies, and oh. I was really grossed out. And what I movie was this? and I, I don't remember. It was fuck. I'd have to. Look, I'd have I to know. look it up. It was two people they married for so long. First off, we should be celebrating that, that people are having sex in their 70s. Like, I think there's a a point where... I was actually... I was with Audrey last night. Mm. And we were at dinner. We were talking about how there's, like, this tipping point with women Mm. with age in which they're kind of not seen as, like, fuckable anymore Mm -hmm. and deemed, whether that's through the male gaze or through society, whatever it is. So sometimes seeing, like... It's like postmenopausal, whatever it is, women having sex can be really interesting mm-hmm. because it's almost like, oh, that's not a group who's entitled to have like sexy sex. Or mm-hmm. those aren't the bodies that we've seen as like being sexy. So we have Miranda and Shay, who Miranda is, I mean, Cynthia Nixon's probably what, in her 60s? Yeah. I mean, Sarah, uh, Sarah Ramirez, they're probably in their 40s, 40s maybe 50s. 40s and so it's just like different bodies Mm -hmm. and they're not traditionally like sexy bodies they're normal bodies and so you're right that may play into it we have like the age like the again that first opening scene all of these women are older nicole ari parker insane body oh my god she oh my god yeah you have, I mean, Sarah Jessica Parker, who is like absolutely fucking stunning. Yeah. So you have, you know, you have like women who are like, they're absolutely stunning. So I, so maybe it's the body types. Maybe it's the age. I don't, like, right. I don't know. But even in but the, I do know. Even in the language that we're using, we're describing like, like the bodies that aren't like Sarah Jessica Parker and Nicole Ari Parker as like. Bad. Is it Nicole Ari Parker? I thought that was her. Is that not her? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't realize she SJP. Oh, my God. I didn't even put that together. They both have, like, three names and, like... Okay, anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, like, we see... Like, we we describe those as stunning and almost in that kind of, like, binary opposition, which is if it isn't that, then it's not stunning and, like, it's natural and normal. <gasps> but, like, let me put it this way. I know. <laughs> let me put it this way. I was at okay, a big me. wedding this past weekend. Maybe it wasn't that big, but it, I was at a a fun wedding this past weekend and there's got to be about like you know when like after like a visiting friends or going to a wedding or some big event there's like a iCloud like shared photo album yeah well I was like probably like the second person or first person invited next thing I know there's like 30 people in the album which is fun whoa because you get to see photos but (laughs) but then this thing happens where you realize like 
oh my God, we are in a surveillance state. And all of a sudden I'm seeing (laughs) myself in the background of footage and videos and I'm so grossed out by myself. And I'm so like, Mm. ugh, is that what I look like? Is that how I dance? Is that how I converse with strangers? Mm -hmm. And so I think it's kind of in the same vein of like, yeah, it's like seeing like uh, like a normal person or something. Like I like you know. Maybe maybe it's when you see a normal body, there's a part of you that rejects it because it's like your your normal, right? It's yeah. a mirror that's holding up to yourself. And and I think sometimes it's like it either makes you feel better about yourself or it kind of makes you feel like, God, I'm, I, again, Audrey and I were talking about this last night where we were talking about like the, the the pain of seeing an image of yourself that doesn't align with how you see yourself. Yeah. And so maybe the, the show and Just Like That is putting mm. like, because Cynthia Nixon was like very like naked on this show. She like, was. Like the scene where she's like. Oh my God. The scenes were. Yeah, she's very naked. Yes. I couldn't believe. Very. Like she's coming out of that like sensory deprivation tank and like very, very naked and you're seeing a body that's like normal with like rolls and skin and first off she's she's in like great physical shape too she's not like like you're like you're strong you're whatever this is that this and so I think there is this kind of like radical nature of just like showing a normal woman's body and like letting people sit with that and not and, and, and because I think for so long women's bodies were used to like incite envy mm. and this is just to like show the body and have it be like body neutrality yeah because it, it's it's like I I don't know I think we're I mean we're talking about a lot here we've got our own <laughs> we got body we've got like I don't know I, I, we, we got we got to land this plane somehow I, mean, I don't I, know where we're I, landing I, it but when I saw Che like going absolute like ham on Miranda's naked body in the hot tub like one, I burst out laughing because I was not expecting seeing that so early. That was in the cold opening. That was in 30 seconds. And we see yeah. Cynthia Nixon yeah. completely naked. And like, I couldn't, I didn't even remember what happened last season. And yeah, it was just like, <laughs> whoa. Um, and then I, it's yeah, funny. Yeah. I have to say that well, I, yeah, say it. Th- the aggressive pivot to the cold, raw slab of me on the cooking show that Carrie's like podcast producer was watching like made me also laugh like they showed all the characters like having sex like you know and then next thing you know there's just a slab of <laughs> fucking meat and, and I feel like that's kind of a callback to old sex yes, and city because like yeah. I remember scenes with like Samantha when there was like cum or something and then they would like they would shoot like a juice scene or something or they would shoot to some like a glass of milk some like some little like cheeky tie-in yeah um so we we do have some like little peaks of the old sex in the city and cynthia nixon on sex and city was like very okay with being naked yeah we always saw her breasts we always saw her body she's super confident um and but but yeah like that i think was that sex scene and i was talking to grace last night about it because i was really really confused with like how to talk about non-binary people and sex and like queer sex because I'm not in that space and I don't we we Gilly and I talked about this before we're like we don't want to come off as like homophobic yeah and not even that we don't want to come off as that is that I like firmly believe like I am not that so I don't want to say anything that's offensive I don't want to say anything that's like not inclusive but I also think and Grace kind of supported me in like figuring this out is that like 
Shay themselves is like not a desirable no. character. And Grace was even saying like, is Shay like big? You have this person who's like kind of non-committal, kind of all over the place, like a little like unclear about their feelings for Miranda. And Miranda's just like pining for somebody who's like not super available. And the the sex they're having, it feels almost like, hmm. God, I don't know. Gilly, I don't know. Well, you I don't know, what, know it what it is. is. Okay. Like the strap-on scene. Oh my god. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, so I so I have this note that says, why does Che think they're better than everyone? <laughs> and because that all time I don't know. There's this arrogance to the character. And then but then relating it to big, it's like the thing that bothers me is this is supposed to be a non-binary character, but they are playing all these kind of like archetypically bro-y, you know kind of douchebag guy kind of moments with the character like i'm at my work like you know um kind of painting this thing that they're only into sex or you know what i mean like i don't know if that makes any sense i know i i don't know either gilly but like i i mean the the show is interesting with che my prediction is that che and miranda are going to break up i don't think so I well okay so let me let's go skip forward a little bit to um <coughs> episode two so episode one just to kind of give a recap for people specifically between Miranda and Jay they're having this like sorry <coughs> wait so are we just they're gonna having, breeze over the strap on <laughs> well we there was a scene in which Jay is on the bed and and Miranda I think Jay had like maybe bought or gotten Miranda this like kind of elaborate strap on that like was kind of like a leather harness. It was for, and then probably the from Dolls Kill. <laughs> oh my God, Gilly. And there's like, I, I believe there were two sizes of like dildos. And I don't know, is it dildo strap on? I don't know. But one was kind of smaller and like brown or something. And then the other was offensively long. <laughs> it was a long and purple. Talk about Jared. Jared's the subway like that was a fucking 12 inch long sub of a strap on I don't know I, that was a tie well, in there the but it, is- it was so dangly and long and, and honestly frightening frightening well, that's the thing. I, I feel like they're making a mockery of non-binary and queer people like having sex like it's so ridiculous it could be sensual it could be more like normal people where you're you're feeling people like you know a, a slow erotic buildup, or it doesn't have to be slow I guess but it's like why it just feels like um you know a straight person making a Christmas ornament of a queer person <laughs> you know like um I don't know let's make the queer have a strap on and hang them on the dreers <laughs> it just felt like who wrote this show? <laughs> I know, but I, I I do believe that they had the. I think they have like I'm queer sure writers on the show. They do. And like, I mean, I was I went to some talk where Cynthia Nixon hosted and oh, was right. interviewing Samantha Irby and Samantha Irby, who is like kind of like queer, not identifying. And then Miranda, I mean, Cynthia Nixon and Samantha Irby during it were like, "Who gives a fuck about labels and sexuality?" And it was a and people were like hooting and, and like clapping and like so excited that she said that like mm-hmm. with the, Cynthia Nixon was like who cares about labels like who cares if I'm bi or not who cares about that so Cynthia Nixon obviously is bringing a lot of her personal life to the character of Miranda which is that's fine you're producing yeah. the show but again I don't know 
if are there queer writers on the show that are writing this and are we just not in that space that like is the joke not for us is the thing not for us that like we're not supposed to like think it's I, that's where I got stuck because I'm so used to Sex and City being tailored to a person like me. But I'm so also I have like you'd Sex and mm-hmm. City. Yeah, I'm also no, no. Go ahead. I don't give a fuck who wrote this show. To be honest, like I want to like if I'm a consumer and I pay, I am a subscriber of Max. Like I want the show to be good. That's what I like. I would. I wish and just like that was good. I mean, we'd probably have. Less, I do. Maybe we'd have more material to talk about. I don't know, but. I don't care who wrote the show because at the end of the day, I bet there's a, I bet like all the people who are overseeing the project are not queer and are just like, and, and yeah, like, are, are and, I don't know. It just, it feels like a weird passion project that like SJP or anyone else who used to be Darren Star. I don't even know if he's a writer anymore or whatever. It's no, just, he's not. It just feels like it's a lot of like super kind of, connected rich people in our entertainment who just you know hire some minion queer people to write the show like to write parts of the show and consult for them but they're kind of gonna do what they want like it just feels like an old geezer wrote this show is what i'm trying to say yes and yeah and i think that um Kind of one what, what you talked about, like the ornamental nature of like <laughs> that it's like that's which a nice I think way is so funny. I, I just but Christmas ornament, but you're like it's ornamental, right? It's ornamental. <laughs> um, it is that you know it's like I, I I the sex on Sex in the City was barely enticing or like erotic, right? Like I don't this agree, is not but. A sh- so you think on Sex and City that there were scenes where you were like turned on watching it or it was like, that's hot. Yeah. There were some that's hot. I mean, we I were think there watching were some. It when we, were, we were watching it when we were young. I learned for good and for worse about sex through the show, watching it as like a 14 I, 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 so, year old. So I think there's sex as educational, but there's there are some shows where like normal people, I thought that sex was very hot. Yes. Maybe that was just me because I was like a psycho no, no, show. No. Whereas... But I think that, you know, that was a drama. But, like, sex and comedy is done in a very interesting way and where it is a little bit of a joke. It is a little bit aware of itself that, like, we're putting a strap on on. Ha ha. So I'm very curious that, like, they're kind of portraying sex that in a normal – and, like, in another show would be considered, like, very sexual, right? Like, Mm -hmm. you have two people in a hot tub, like, going at each other. Could be really hot. Mm -hmm. You've got a scene in which, you know, Miranda's, like – eating you know eating Che out could be really hot right and then it's not and so then you get like other things where I'm like the sex in the show is so comedic yes that it ends up being like a a a joke and and, god I don't know Gilly I don't know I don't know what this is interesting talking about the um you know one of the chimes that you had which is like this gratuitous woke moment and I don't want to like shit on wokeism too much because I think there's something good there which is like hey like you're waking up to something you're you know I think woke has been kind of commandeered it's like a negative thing but I think when it's like performative that's the issue Mm -hmm. which you're kind of like uh, we don't want to get in trouble so we've got to do this right and it's like out of like out of fear you're doing the right thing which I mean whatever I mean there's the whole like Tony Danza trying oh, to yeah. play Che's father yeah and he's like I'm a town I'm Italian like I can't be playing like someone who's Mexican and he's like my I will be canceled I was like <laughs> it hasn't gone to that point that you would have Tony Danza first off why Tony Danza and 
that he was so afraid of being canceled for trying to portray someone who's Mexican. And I get that. Like, why not just hire a Mexican actor? I, but it's that just the, felt fact, odd. the fact that they cherry picked this as a plot point was like, no one even <laughs> asked. <laughs> like, I kind of was like, all right, like, fine. Yeah, Tony Danza. I don't know. Like, but they, they I think they were like trying to, that was that, that trying to prove like, we get race like we get that that was wrong and i'm like we you why did you have to bring that up just to like show that you understand that and it's like yeah well then why didn't you get like javier bardem i don't even know is he mexican i don't know <laughs> like to play jay's dad like i don't <laughs> I, I know. I'm like, okay, Tony Danza. He did say one line that I really loved, and it, oh yeah, it, and he said too. the the um the Italian are just Irish with better food. Yeah, yeah and I thought yeah. that was so funny. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's so true. Like the Italians and Irish. Um, I thought that was a great line. Um, but and, okay, another like gratuitous woke thing that I thought was super funny was when um, Che was doing their stand up, and after Che. This white guy went up oh, yeah. and yeah. he was like doing a, a line and he's like, hey, Che, any part for a white guy? It's just like, <laughs> yeah. what? It's I don't even know if it's necessarily that funny, but it was just like the writing itself was so, so confusing. Also, why, like, why would they put that in? Like this was at the comedy store, this scene where Che's performing. And like I listened to a lot of store comedians on different podcasts and they would never even make that joke. Like I don't like. I think they would be like criticizing someone who would say that. Like I, I don't know. I, just... <laughs> I, 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 yes, yeah. So that one I thought was like very, very odd. Another um, woke. Any other ones? Oh yeah. I, I mean, I got a slew, but one where rock. There, like, there's like a Met Ball. It's unclear. It's not the Met Gala, but for some reason they're all going to the Met Ball. And um, Lily is trying to get Charlotte into her kind of bodice of her dress. And is asking Rock to come help. And Rock is like, I won't be like parlayed into upholding the patriarchy and like heteronormative standards of beauty. It was just like, good, good God. It's, good God. Like, we get it. And like, we, the thing is, like, you and I, like, you know, in the first few seasons of recording this podcast, we talk about these things. We probably I used know. that exact sentence, but I just find I, it I know. So funny. why coming out of the voice of a child is so like alarming. <laughs> We're like, you haven't even like taken a woman's studies class yet. I don't know. It's, but I, I will say like, I mean, who is the target audience of this show? That, that's the thing. Who, that, who is the demographic? That's why I brought this category up. That's why I think it's a funny category. Gratuitous woke moments or gratuitous kind of political correctness. Because like, who the fuck is this show for? Like, we're hate watching it. I'm sure that there's some crazy diehards who are, like, bearing through it. But I don't think anyone is watching the show to, like, learn about, like, black people. <laughs> like, I don't think you know what I mean. Like, I don't think anyone's watching the show for, like, sexual awakening or, like, you know, some sort of, like, internal introspective kind of conversation on their own queerness like i don't think anyone in those spaces quote unquote i know would go resort to and just like that as some sort of resource <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean this is like they're they are not doing anything new they this show is essentially 
they're like, okay, we want you to write Sex in the City. This is like a, a chat GPT prompt. They're like, okay, we okay, we got it. We want you to do a new <laughs> season, a show of Sex in the City, <laughs> but you need to include X, Y, and Z, all this stuff. And chat GPT is like, I've got you. And this is like what, and this is the script. This is the script. Say no more. This is like what the script has popped out. Yeah. And I, I was really, throughout the episode, was really asked myself, is the acting bad or is the writing bad? Because it's they're both bad. They're both like, I, bad. I think the acting is really bad in like the the pace and the way they characters talk to each other. I think the timing is really off with jokes. And I, I, I again, I think Sarah Jessica Parker is a great actress, and I think she is one of the only actors in the show. Cynthia Nixon was doing okay mm, too. I thought she was um, terrible. Everyone else falling short everyone is terrible i thought episode two cynthia nixon did a little bit better in episode two especially the scene on the beach i thought i was oh, like that, seeing a little bit of old, old miranda, miranda getting frustrated yeah, yeah. And, and again gilly are we just are we outdated are we like not evolving because we can't evolve with these characters are we just holding on to who they used to be I, are we the problem i literally wrote a note which is like i don't think the actress who plays sima knows how to act like i just don't like, I just, I don't, everything feels so contrived. And like, it, or is the material so bad there's nothing to work with? I think it's both. I do think it's both. I think that like, honestly, like the show opens with the auto-tuning of Tiny Dancer, the Britney Elton collab. And that just like set the tone for the rest of the episode of just like how contrived and like retouched and like oh, kind of phony God, it felt. Like, I don't know. And so even the acting yeah. feels so like it just seems like they're reading from a script and like they probably were like moments before trying to get those <laughs> lines line. down. You know? <laughs> line. <laughs> So you're going to say wet ass pussy. Okay, wet ass pussy. It's just like, I know. So interesting that you mentioned the music mm. because I will say Sex and the City, the, 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 the series, had some really great scenes with music. And we also have talked about really cheesy music when they've used jazz or like classical instrumental kind to kind of evoke feeling. But in this show, there's two types of music. They've either got like hot hits and like hot remixes or they have these like pithy little ditties on like a sitcom where it's like do 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 and like this is happening. an awkward scene and nothing's happening well and yeah i'm not sure if you read the most recent piece in the new yorker called why sarah jessica parker keeps playing carrie bradshaw oh my goodness. really great piece i suggest anyone who wants to like learn more about her as a person and the and like the show itself highly recommend she is a fascinating person really good read in the article, they mention how she's in the cutting room of In Just Like That mm. and how she's giving feedback oh. and saying how, ooh, should we be playing music there? I don't like that it's kind of like forcing an emotion. I th I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but mm. that she was really critical of them using music mm. like that, like a little do-da-da-dee-dee-dee to kind of say like, this is an awkward moment. Yeah. This is a sweet moment. Yeah. This is a moment where we need to learn because it's like kind of showing like disrespect to the Viewer, yeah. they couldn't figure that out themselves yeah or shows like the writing is so bad that we have to kind of tell you what to feel this moment yeah like and we, not actually you're not actually going to feel something like the writing can't actually signal like genuine yeah. emotion emotion yeah. and the acting can't yeah um so they have to kind of manufacture it again through this like manufactured music and, and like the setting a tone um but 
interesting also something from the article that i thought was interesting is that sarah jessica parker does not read any reviews and she's never really watched the show well that's a problem like i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> And therein lies, like, the big issue. That, I don't think anyone's reading the reviews. And, and I get it. Like, Conan O'Brien doesn't, like, listen to any, like, do anything. A lot of, like, like, Bobby Lee doesn't read any, and he's on the show. He doesn't read any comments. Like, mm. I get that a lot of entertainers, like, it, just so that they don't have, like, a mental breakdown. Like, it's, it's <laughs> healthier not to read really nasty comments or listen to people like us saying like kind of poking fun at the show but at the same time like oh my god like I don't think I've ever no I've never I can confidently say I've never worked a job in which I didn't receive criticism and it's insane to me that people can be like paid by HBO Max or Max and like I'm getting like I don't know. I'm getting a little passionate, but it's just it's it's crazy to me that people can make millions of dollars still and they're not willing to have any peer review. It's like crazy to me. I mean, I maybe a certain point. It's like are you Kim Jong Un, Sarah Jessica Parker? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Gilly just compared Jessica Parker to the dictator of North Korea. No, it's (laughs) seriously. Like, do you like you gotta like are you not beyond critique? Yeah, and interesting because in the 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 New York the um the New Yorker article, it shows how self aware and kind of paralyzed by anxiety she is to like not fuck up. Mm. And so maybe is it like a refusal to you know when like you don't want to ask a question because you're afraid of the answer? Yeah, is it like do you not want to read it mm-hmm. because there's a part of you that knows it's bad, but like you're kind of on this train and it can't stop. It's going too fast. Yeah, like there's no like. What, what are you going to do? You, you can't go back now. Yeah. Like, they, they really can't salvage this show. Um, and I, yeah. So I, I think, like, what are we going to do? Well, I guess. Well, we're just going to keep on watching. My question is, which I literally just typed into Google, but, like, maybe I should put into chat GBT is, why wasn't Just Like That brought back for season two? Like, who brought it back? How? I. There's, I, I think it's a, gr- a group of people who have a lot of pull at HBO Max who are just like, fuck it. But it's d- like, a, I, I, but I don't what are, know. Like, can we find like the, the watch stats of this show? I mean, the only reason why I'm truly asking is because we have found out in the past few weeks that Kim Cattrall will be having a teeny, tiny, tiny cameo of her voice maybe on a phone call and like i just wonder if there was some sort of whatever it was whether it was money or like some sort of small success to the show that would you know i mean the that. budget for this show must be out Outrageous. I don't know if anyone, if you live in New York City, if you have seen the absolute mm. takeover oh of like God. like the West Village. And the Upper East of, Side. Like, you get the oh West Fourth of, I mean, like it is insane the marketing materials they've done for this. The 
Like, I mean, for God's sake, the Empire State Building, like, was lit up purple. Yeah. I'm like, what is going yeah. on? Yeah. Like, you, they had an entire subway car taken over with it yeah. just like that. They did the 25-year ex- immersive experience. The money behind this show, we, we want to talk about, like, unchecked wealth. Yes. The marketing behind this show is absolutely wild. I mean, this is, again, this is Kim and, Jong-un yeah. level. Like, there are... <laughs> <laughs> the propaganda behind it. <laughs> yeah, like, portraits of sjp just like popping up rogue like everywhere you walk literally as like the disciple like she is sitting there like she's goddamn jesus christ amongst her disciples like yes you're right she like they did a little play on like the last supper supper, and Wait, am I correct in that the Last Supper was like Jesus yeah. with his like, yeah, disciples, yeah. the apostles? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. Oh God, I don't know a lot about Christianity. I mean, but um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I just find she is the chosen one. I mean, I just I feel like it's a bit rude to like associate associate yourself with Leonardo da Vinci, <laughs> <laughs> rolling in his grave to see what his work, the imitations. That have, I mean, like so many people have imitated yeah, that, like yeah. that that table of the person in the middle. Of course. But I mean, I don't know if we, I mean, that, that, the, the, nowadays, photoshopping and editing has to be done so well so people are not offended yeah. by it. Like, you have like the old, remember like those old Victoria's Secret catalogs oh, where yeah. people were just like photoshopped and air, airbrushed like, to death? Yeah. The, the, this picture mm-hmm. of those women on the show was airbrushed <laughs> to the point where I was like were they superimposed like were they like <laughs> cut to individual photos like was that a group shot it was crazy so just... again we talk a- yeah we talk about this like manufactured nature of the show and like the, the promo picture is like the perfect example of just the the elaborate ornamental manufactured nature of this well, this this production. I, I need you to te- check your text message right now because speaking of just like how far we've come with this show, like look like as far as like retouching goes, please please look at what I just sent you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, what Gilly, what Gilly has just sent me was an absurd screenshot of of probably I think the first episode of a picture of Skipper Johnston, 27 website creator, and just looking at how different the editing, the camera, the film, whatever has come from 1990 something. Can we That is so funny. Can we please can you for the Instagram create a side by side? just like that with like the the big rose dress that she's wearing like stylistically like this is where we're at here and like, like it's a I completely mean... gray photo <laughs> <laughs> and she's wearing a fucking hot ass pink giant Flower. okay i you know in order to like understand this we'll we'll put this on instagram to get the reference because like it's 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 absolutely wild the like how one i mean like the, again the show aired in what was it 1996 like 97 98 yeah 96 97 so obviously tv has changed so much I, there was another great article it might have been i'm not sure maybe the new yorker about um how all shows look the same now stylistically mm. especially shows on netflix yeah and i think sex in the city is falling into mm-hmm. that now 
where it is maybe it's the cameras like I don't know from like a film and like tech technology perspective but the technology's gotten so good that it just looks so fake it looks so fake whereas this looks real like Skipper Johnston looking like a you know a ghost looks real to me like this is I I don't know I'm just no that also looks like re- more real New York that's another thing is that like Sex and City no longer looks and feels like New York City yeah, no, 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 no. That's such a good point. Everything is indoors, I feel. Well, that maybe that's not necessarily true, but there's a lot of indoor shots. Um, but yeah. we should probably, there are more funny moments of, like, I have a good combination of excessive tone-deaf wealth and, you know, woman of color being used as emotional support, which is... Oh, what is Mar- it? <laughs> Miranda just full-on... FaceTiming in the middle of the day, Naya from a sensory deprivation tank. <laughs> Wait, did she call Naya or did Naya I call her? I don't care who called who. She's in a sensory deprivation tank in the middle of the fucking day. <laughs> but ass. Wait, I didn't even think about that. Oh wait, how is Miranda sustaining a life? I don't. I don't know. Is she just burning through her savings? She was is supposed she to be in school, s- right? Wasn't she supposed to be in school? Yeah. Like, it, what is she retired? Like, how is she support? Is Che just supporting her lifestyle now? But you're right. She's just like calling Naya from a sensory deprivation tank. And then <laughs> what? Ugh. Wait. Oh my god. This is so fun. Now that I'm thinking about the like the, the emotional support woman, this happens throughout the episode one and episode two. Of course, this yeah. constant like who was who is sub uh, Carrie Seema, yeah. So let's identify the duos. Yeah, we have Carrie and Seema, yeah. and Seema was Carrie's real estate agent turned now friend, and S- yes, okay, we've got Carrie and Seema. We have Charlotte and LJW. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have Miranda and Naya. Mm-hmm. And then who's the other person? Well, Samantha's Is that it? not in the show. So I think that's that's it. That's it. And then, okay. So, yeah. And then I'm trying to think of other, like, unchecked wealth. Definitely with, like, the emotional support thing. We've got Charlotte and LJW. It's just wild, the, the wealth. It's just stupid. They're, like, getting dress fitted in the middle of the day with, like, you know, a pop, like, a entourage of people for... I, we, servants. <laughs> servants, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I just don't really understand why we care, to be honest. Um <clears throat> But and then we do, which this was a self-aware moment, is when, you know, uh, Charlotte is freaking out that Lily sold sold all her clothes to the real deal, um, so she can buy like a keyboard so that she can sing, and um, about how she hates her privileged life. Exactly. And then let's see, yeah, Charlotte would rather spend money on Lily's like Oscar de la Renta dress from last season than like. That's like one to three K than buy like a six hundred dollar keyboard for her. <laughs> you know what I mean? I know. I love um and, and and Anthony points that out, which I mean it's good, but it also like I mean, I don't know. It's like there's like okay, so speaking of which, there is like a ridiculous a ridiculous and like weird amount of product placements in the first two episodes. 
Can I? I wrote which them all spe- down. We, we've got the we've got the real real, which was mentioned multiple times. But they call it the real Not deal. Product placement. Were they calling it the real they, deal? Or? They call it the real deal, but it, they even mentioned the real real as yes, a joke. So they did. I, I mean, who knows what the real real paid for? Whatever, maybe. Sarah Parker's a fan. I don't know. But so, okay, we've got the real, real. What else was mentioned? Uber. Mm-hmm. Apple b- acquiring their podcast media company or some shit. Okay. Domino's Pizza, which made me laugh because that was at the beach. <laughs> when Miranda's like, which of course, of course, another kind of like, uh, you know, political woke moment is Miranda for some fucking reason is in LA, like doing a beach cleanup, like. Climate change is also a part of our mission, at, and just like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I fucking love it. You're right. Like they're literally now trying to talk about, and they even have that 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 like line, like the Earth is already dead. We're just cleaning up a corpse. Yeah, like whoa. That, that made me laugh. Though we're basically just it did. That was one of those like random funny lines. Um, we have, okay, so we've got Dom, Domino's Pizza. Yeah, that was so strange. I was like, what are these like LA surfer guys eating like a, do- a cold Domino's pizza on an overcast well, yeah, by the beach? Like you're that far on the PCH at the beach, yeah, r- in a random area, and yet you have a fucking Domino's pizza. <laughs> Made no sense. Is Domino's even in LA? It is. It's actually across the street. From okay, me. all right. Who cares? Okay. Like, why is Domino's in this? And then it's New York Times, which was on Carrie's sweatshirt. Um, okay. The Met, like that's a big mm-hmm. one, um, and then they mentioned the comedy. They mentioned the comedy store, but then I also have as like, I wrote down, uh, Rock's bucket hat. <laughs> it's no specific brand, but it just screams Gen Z. Like here we are. <laughs> But almost like Gen Z, like two years ago. Yeah. It's like they're a little bit behind. They're like, no, no, no. Gen Z still likes bucket hats. <laughs> put put rock in a bucket hat. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, you were much better. Like when you when you told me that chime, I was like, damn, I don't know if I saw like a lot of the product placement, but I'm going to be looking There's for it so much. sooner because so much of shows now, like Dakota and I love calling that out when we watch a show. We love calling out product so placement. Lame. It's so lame. There was also some, this is actually a side note, but there was some really weird thing going on with the color blue. Did you notice this blue motif? kind of jerked around well, the first two episodes in episode one two the one um, and two t- t- talk to me so, what do you see okay so bobby lee's shirt this is your wheelhouse yeah bobby lee's shirt is blue he's talking about how his credit card is blue and it's from the surf the 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 smurf national bank the sensory deprivation tank is completely blue uh carrie's dress carrie's dress is blue Che's people want her to have like a blue streak in her hair and like one of her person does have a blue streak in her hair um wait stop is this like democratic blue propaganda i don't know now i'm i literally just got chills down my spine (laughs) (laughs) is this the goddamn democrats and then even it's funny because Mm -hmm. even in episode two carrie gets a call from an unknown number and she's like i hope it's not the democrats again Mm -hmm. and i was like whoa (laughs) a little bit funny democrats is this a blue wave is this a rock's shirt was like bright blue at one point I, yeah and then like i think lily was wearing some blue when they made her like go from preppy upper east side to like gen z like keyboard i think she had blue nail keyboard. polish on or something like 
Okay, so we've got to now keep, a, keep everyone keep an eye out for blue. We don't know what this means, but we're gonna we're gonna keep investigating. I'm, and the, yeah. the the title and just like that, I think is like a turquoisey blue. Yeah, I don't. It could be as simple as they're like it looks great on screen. I honestly think it's just that. I honestly think it's just like it's a color that's working. Um, but uh, in the same way that Ugh. you see a lot of Carrie wearing that kind of magenta color a lot. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, uh, what was going to say, yeah. what was I going to say? Well, maybe we should wrap up and obviously talk about fashion and kind of final thoughts. I will, I think before fashion, I do want to do like, um, season predictions. Where do we think things are going? Because the episode two left us with some like plot danglers and this is where we're at. Carrie now has broken up with the podcast producer guy, which leads her now to like being single, which is opening the door for Aiden. Yeah. So in the season two kind of preview after the second episode, they show Aiden um, coming back. So I think, do we think Aiden and Carrie are going to get back together? Is is a third time a charm? I don't know. Jury's still out. We'll see. Well, I, you know, or it's funny that you say that because earlier when you asked, do you think you 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 said that you didn't see Che and Miranda staying together? I said yes because i think that the show is hinged upon them being together um i think that there's a lot Mm. of like political political kind of social justice stake for this show for whatever reason that they think that they're in some sort of platform um but actually i i think i'm wrong i think that carrie and aiden's relationship like reigniting is the whole kind of reason for this show and i think that they're yeah they're they're rewriting the past they're yeah. fighting for a season three with that in my opinion with all they've got mm-hmm. and they, so those are the big guns Mar- they brought out <laughs> oh hell yeah so speaking of miranda and che we get this kind of like bomb loosely dropped on us in which we find out that um oliver hudson who i love he's so cute shows up like to kind of rescue miranda because she like lost her phone oh, yada, yeah. yada, had to get picked up at the beach and oliver hudson open you know miranda gets into his truck and he says that he was che's ex-husband but they're currently still married mm-hmm. giant giant fucking red flag that Che is still legally married and made it like acted acted as if like it wasn't a big deal that Miranda didn't know that mm-hmm. and her excuse was that they're both just too lazy to like do anything legal about it and Miranda kind of laughs like oh Che and I'm like damn this is this character is I, I terrible I, I cannot stand I am so like I cannot stand Che's character they think they're again they think they're better than everyone and you know, at one point they're smoking a bowl and like, you know, I'm like getting high and like, I, I it just seems, I don't really understand why they've made this character so flippant and like kind of a, emotionally destructive. I, I don't understand I I know why. because like this was an opportunity to show a like, a, I mean, maybe it's supposed to be saying like, okay, well not all like queer people are wonderful. Like queer people are still people. Like queer people I can still have problems and be kind of destructive. Hard. Yeah. I think maybe it's just like bad writing, but like, or maybe they think it's making Che interesting. I don't know. My my thing is, I think this because they tried to drop a bomb with Che still being married, but then kind of tied a bow on at the end with Miranda being like, oh, it's not a big deal. I think that's gonna kind of be played into the season. Um, Seema and that guy, he was also living with an ex. I mean, again, I literally don't give point, a like, fuck about that character. I know I you, you. I know. <laughs> 
Naya and her husband, her husband was basically like, if if I will cheat on you unless we get a surrogate. I mean, it was really kind of <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> so aggressive. And then LJW, I mean, like, and the her and her husband, I mean, they're really talking about race now. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They, they had the grandmother mm-hmm. who's basically talking about, like, the civil rights movement mm-hmm. and the Emancipation Proclamation and not being able to get a taxi mm-hmm. and a cab and and like being black in America. I mean, like that was a that was a lot to like to talk about in a comedy series. And so I, I guess we'll see where this goes. And a show about white women. It's it's like insane. I, I know. Me. It's like what? I, I know. Yeah. It's like whatever little facts we could have pulled out of our asses to kind of like make us seem like that we're racially aware. Yeah. I mean, I guess like I don't know, Gilly. This is where I'm really stuck. Like, is it better to to do it to do it but do it wrong but like you 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 did it like you mentioned it you talked about it you're bringing it up like is that enough mm, are they responsible to like be like do the work or like what what responsibility do shows have to like teach and instruct and like be educational and I think the whole point is like Second City like was not that no. it was just like an entertaining kind of radically different show about women having sex and just like that is like trying to be from 25 years it, ago why did they rebirth this show to teach lessons like I mean I don't know it just seems crazy to me it's like I mean it, it, it's something a white lady would do right is like let me bring back <laughs> this show that I was on that was a hit 25 years ago. So I can teach all of you people about social justice and climate change I know. and queerness. Like it just seems fucking out of left field. It's like, what? Uh, it's, it's almost like, let's pick one. Let's just pick one. <laughs> why don't we like, you know, like why don't, why, I wish they could have just like, just focused on, cause by, by like picking all of them, you've diluted it. I know. But you know, like by, like let's kind of just pick one area and like tackle that. And I'm, mm-hmm. and I think Sex and City was just trying to address too many things that they missed the first time. And that's okay that they did. Like, it's okay. It, it, it's like if Friends tried to air again and you had like, you know, Chandler and Ross yeah. like not making like they're trying to like be like, well, guys, we can't make homophobic jokes. It's like we, we, we get that you're not supposed to make it's homophobic like Chandler, jokes, but it's OK, friends, that you. It's yeah. like Chandler trying to teach Ross how to douche or something. <laughs> it's like, what? Like, I'm glad they're growing, but like you could have just like left it alone. <laughs> So I think, and and yeah, and, and again, we left off with these women in their late 30s. We're picking up with them 20 years later in their 50s. Obviously, a ton of growth happens in two decades. I think it's hard as a viewer to not be privy to that growth and just see mm-hmm. people automatically change. You're kind of like, ooh, like you left out some steps here. Um, all right. The fashion, there is some good fashion, Gil. Oh, my God. There was my, great the fashion. First, the first call out that I have um, that I really loved was... In episode two, mm. Carrie has this beautiful silk nightgown. Oh, yeah. And she's just yes. lounging in yes. bed with the producer. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Gilly, we didn't talk about the vaginal suppository yet. <laughs> actually, let's do it. I actually, like, the, I put that on my uh, gratuitous woke moments list, which is just, the, just the, simply yeah. discussing vaginal wellness is. <laughs> So the downfall of Carrie, her relationship, and the podcast is her not being able to read an ad for a vaginal suppository. She just, like, can't do it. 
And she just, the whole episode is like her and this guy trying to write this ad to make it like kind of like interesting and cool. And at one point he even says like, instead of being dry, like this will give you a wet ass pussy, giving like a, you know, a call to like Cardi B. A he call. even says that. A hearkening. <laughs> a hearkening. <laughs> and, and, and then like at the end, like the podcast is over and they, they've been bought out and it's kind of like blamed on Carrie that she didn't do the, the ad. Like she didn't. Like, it, she wasn't brave enough to talk about, like, vaginal wellness on it. It was just very odd. I, I don't know what else to say this, but it was very odd. <laughs> it was another, like, like, the thing is, like, we almost created a category of, like, this doesn't make sense slash irrelevant, but that would basically encompass the entire show. But <laughs> no, that's I, I told Gilly, I was like, we need a category that's like, this just doesn't make sense. And like the oral, the, the vaginal suppository thing just like did not make sense is the downfall of the podcast and being bought out. But I mean, like we're going to have to find some more of these kind of like it just doesn't and it just doesn't make sense. Well, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, we will be... Continuing the series. Gilly, don't try and exit it out so quickly. We need to rate this. We need to rate this. Okay, we okay. And, and what kind of are we doing it based on sex in the city, even just like that? Like what do we want to do? We have to do it in the vacuum of in just like that because th- we cannot compare this show to the actual good series. Um we must be just. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, there will, there will be justice. justice. We will, we will rate them fairly. We justice will, not will be served just- by the end of season two. Um, so, are we doing? How do we do it? In just like that? Wait, wait. You know what we did? Oh god. Oh no. The we did Coronas. We did the Tito's <laughs> rating. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, well, we gotta do a different. Oh, that feels unfair. We got- now that Miranda's an AA. Yeah, I know Miranda's an A. Why don't we figure out a different metric? For <laughs> okay, let's figure this out. We're figuring this out on the spot. We've got Carrie's pigeon bag. How many pigeons? We've got blue. How many blue things? Um, what is like a silly little bucket hats? How many bucket hats are we giving? Um, <laughs> how many Gen Z bucket hats are we giving this? That that's it. That is our new rating system. <laughs> That's really We're funny. past Manolo Blahniks. We're doing bucket hats. I'm going to give this, compared to last season, I'm, are we still doing out of five? I think so. Why not? Yeah, whatever. I'm going to give this two and a half Gen Z bucket hats. Okay. It's a bucket hat and like a little slinky tank top. You know, like, I don't know what this is. It is. I'm I'll a, give it two. I'm going to give it. Two bucket hats and a slap-on bracelet. <laughs> and maybe a furry. I don't know. No. Like, it is. They're coming out of new ones. So, yeah, this is. It wasn't like there were some lines that I really laughed out loud. I did chuckle. Um, there were some sweet moments in which I felt like, oh, that's kind of cute. Um, and I thought that some fashion was good. But overall, um, writing's bad. Acting's bad. And it makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> So there's only so much I can give it when I feel uncomfortable watching it. The thing is, like, this is the type of show that you have to rate backwards. So we would have to watch all of them and decide what was the worst mm-hmm. one. But anyway. Yeah, because we're starting out this way. But um, so, yeah. So next week we're going to have we're going to try to record every week because we know this is coming out every Thursday. Um, and yeah, let's guys 
let's see where this car crash oh, yeah, goes. You just... Because like I think this this is like a car wreck and it's kind of like a car wreck that's like no one died so you don't feel so bad staring at it but it's a car wreck that it's like two cars kind of like hit each other and you're trying to figure out whose fault it was and they're all standing out there and so we're just gonna like watch this car wreck together we're not gonna feel bad that we're staring at this (laughs) and we're just gonna power through it keep moving forward on the throughway while we casually look over our shoulder maybe talk about other better shows that are out right now um (laughs) exactly um also we're we know we're we're gonna miss stuff because like this was a lot to do two episodes and they're fucking 45 minutes each like my god so anything we missed out like dm us like whatever email us like we love email and if you're not um, let us know mm-hmm. text us yeah and if you're not watching the show and just listening to us as some of you have mentioned you're gonna do if you have any questions or things that you want us to talk about let us know <laughs> please do absolutely please let us know and we're so excited to be back recording we hope this like made you laugh and like just I don't know. That feels desperate to say. <laughs> Not as desperate as That's... rebooting and just like that for a season two. <laughs> this is true. But um, yeah, so excited to be back and we will see you guys next week. See you. Bye, our little Gen Zers. Yeah, see you next week, Gen Z. <laughs>